Sunday, August 24th, 2003. The more I think about last night, the more I realize how twisted I am. You're also in control. You would put yourself in control. Coming out of it, you knew exactly what you expected. Yesterday was my last night at the Oak Falls Club, and I had decided beforehand that I wasn't leaving until I was wasted, that I wanted to stumble out, and I did. I think I remember knowing that this was gonna happen. I definitely knew ahead of time. What am I? It's so typical of me though, honestly. It was to be expected. This absolutely had to be. It's just so entertaining. I remember being in the parking lot very well, and I remember then you coming into the car. The thing is, none of them understand the kind of girl I am. I am random. I do random things. And I knew what your intention was, and I remember turning and saying, like, we're gonna go smoke pot in the car. And I was like, in my essence of my being, I know that she's gonna ask for me. I remember nothing else except asking for Jackie. I swear to God, I think he was like 40, 41. He totally fell into the whole, let's get drunk after work and whatever party scene, so. Remember my friends Jackie and Annie? They were both there the night it happened. The night I finally did it. The night I lost my virginity. I'm Laura Lee Abbey, and this is the final episode of Seventeen. October 1st. I just want to live while it's still terribly interesting. August 19th. I need to grow up, but not grow up. April 2nd. I am awfully stoned. All in all, my birthday was a damn good time. One by one, we were all leaving for college. I was emotional. I was already nostalgic for what we were leaving behind. But I had one last shift at work. And I had one more thing I needed to do. I worked down at the beach snack bar most of that summer. It got sweaty in there. Our hair and clothes smelled like grease from hours of frying mozzarella sticks and french fries. But we were also away from the manager and the chef. When they did come over from the clubhouse down the street, we always had a warning. Their tires would crunch on the gravel, and we could take a quick peek out the window, then hide our Coca-Cola cups of Chardonnay and ice. Tuesday, July 24th. I was supposed to work the 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. shift at the snack bar, but as 3 p.m. rolled around, a storm started to roll in. Soon there was thunder and lightning and water everywhere, so we all grabbed ourselves some beer and sat down to watch the storm. Eventually, someone decided that we should play beer pong on the back deck. We ended up doing that from 3 to 9 o'clock. There were two beer runs and a bunch of drunk employees. I got paid for a 12-hour day in which I did almost no work. This was summer at the snack bar. And the club members did not care what we were doing as long as they got their Amstel lights and their kids got their ice cream sandwiches. So the club hired Oliver to be an extra set of eyes. Someone with authority to keep us on task. He was British and almost 30. He was kind of scraggly and blonde. He looked younger than he was. If you want to call him a great manager, he was not a great manager. I don't think anybody would call him that. And sometimes he initiated the party. Jackie was right. Oliver did not stop our partying, to say the least. We mostly laughed at him when he tried to exert his authority. He couldn't have it both ways. So Oliver was 10 years older than me. I still think he was older. I feel like he Mm -hmm. was in his, I swear to God, I think he was like 
40, 41. You are insane. I literally wrote Jackie and I are not in agreement about his age, but I am 99% sure he was 28 that summer. Well, when you're 16, almost 30 seems really old. No, I understand that. But he's certainly not 40. Don't be sick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Okay. So he showed up and we were- Oliver and I were always bickering. At some point, I realized we were actually flirting. Yes. Or maybe I was flirting. And it was almost like, you had started to, like, flirt with him and do whatever. And I'm not saying that he didn't flirt with you, but I think that you definitely advanced on him more than he so did on you, if that makes sense. I'm going to have to agree with that statement. So, but that I didn't want to go to college a virgin. After a year of fucked up sexual and romantic encounters, I wanted to take control. Oliver seemed like my opportunity. I almost remember the moment that you decided you were going to sleep with Oliver. Yeah, keep your voice down. Oh, sorry. Mom. Speak um, clear, but not so my parents can hear it. <laughs> okay. We recorded this interview in my old bedroom in my parents' house. They were home. Apparently, I still feel the need to whisper about sex when I'm there. But I understood the situation, if that makes sense. I knew that you, your mind was set. And I knew I wasn't going to talk you out of it. Nobody was going to talk you out of it. Many of my friends were still virgins. There was no peer pressure. No one telling me it was time to have sex. But I was leaving in less than a week. Most of my friends were already gone. So I was in this sort of limbo, waiting for my new life to begin. And in my new life, I could not be a virgin. In the movies, all the guys were trying to get laid, and all the hot girls were sexually adventurous. I could be living proof that a girl could be just like the guys. Be cool. Be casual. Have sex. So, I lost my virginity to a 28-year-old English man. Is it twisted that I think it's funny? Yesterday was my last night at the OFC, and I decided beforehand that I wasn't leaving until I was wasted, that I wanted to stumble out. And I did. I've kind of had a thing for Oliver for a while, so I kind of had a feeling I'd have sex with him. I started drinking fairly early. Oliver was playing ping pong with another guy who worked at the club. I interrupted their game to ask who was winning. When they told me Oliver was winning, I jokingly announced that whoever won would take my virginity. I'm one twisted motherfucker. I wish I hadn't been quite so drunk because my memory is foggy and I didn't get to say goodbye to everyone. But I had sex in Tim's apartment and I think it's hysterical. Let me back up and explain Tim's apartment just to paint a very clear picture of the shit show that was the OFC back then. There was a small apartment attached to the snack bar. Tim was the OFC's manager, and he'd lived there for a while. But now, it was vacant. It became a place for late-night poker and hookups, with a filthy carpet on which to lose one's virginity. No rose petals, but it did the trick. I really thought it was funny at the time, and to be honest, I still do. I laugh every time I tell the story. First of all, so unromantic. Classic first time. This is what I was wearing. White cotton Hanes Her Way underwear, because I just felt like being comfortable, a big gross bra, and my work clothes. I smelled like greasy food. Me. Oliver, I'm serious. We're having sex. Oliver. Okay. Me. No, I'm serious. Oliver. Okay, let me go get a condom. Me. Okay, fine. We were on the floor. He had me on top of him. I don't think we kissed. In fact... I'm sure of it. And then it was over. I remember nothing else except asking for Jackie. I was naked and drunk. I needed her to come get me. 
What are friends for? I don't have a clue how my clothes got back on. What am I? It's so typical of me, though, honestly. It was to be expected. This absolutely had to be. It's just so entertaining. I had always assumed that most of my friends were as entertained by this as I was. I mean, maybe they rolled their eyes. After a full year of random hookups, it was just Laura being Laura. But when I spoke to Annie and Jackie, I was surprised to learn that they felt bad for me. I don't know why I felt, but I did. I felt like sorry for you, and I don't know why. I knew what you wanted to do, which I don't disagree with because you had your mindset on something, but maybe regret is the wrong word, but I don't think you ever actually realized what you were doing, if that makes sense. And I'm going to ask you this. Did you ever regret doing it? Was that a terrible experience, an okay experience, a bad experience? I told them there's no one answer to that. I wouldn't necessarily want my children to lose their virginity that way, but it was my best option at the time. I knew I wasn't going to lose it to someone who loved me unless I wanted to wait. What if I didn't have a relationship for years? Was I supposed to abstain until then? I'm random. I do random things. I'll pick nights when I know I'll probably hook up. I prepare myself. I honestly do what I want when I want. I had never had sex because I had never felt like doing it with someone. The other day, I decided I was in the mood to have sex with Oliver. Then I had some beers. Then I had sex with Oliver. So what? I had on white cotton underwear. I'm sorry, but I do not give a fuck. <laughs> I'm sure many factors from that year led me to this. Gross hookups with guys I didn't know, being too scared to tell Nick how I felt, and of course, fucked up Friday. I wanted to do this one thing on my terms, and Oliver wasn't a stranger. I was comfortable with him. I went back to the club the next day to retrieve some forgotten belongings, and it wasn't weird. I saw Oliver today, and I was like, oh God, I'm sorry I was such a disaster. Oliver, I was so drunk. He just smiled and winked. That's why I chose him. It felt like Oliver was in on the joke. We'd spent so much time together. Working, drinking, bickering, chatting. July 29th. Last night, Dan and Oliver gave me a speech on how beautiful I am, that all I need is a little confidence to back it up. Sometimes Oliver was sweet to me, and I was never really trying to impress anyone at work, especially not him or Dan, who was one of the kitchen guys, probably because it was impossible. We all wore ugly red cummerbunds and bow ties or boxy polo shirts with the OFC insignia. So if I had a time machine and I could go back to that summer, I would still have sex with Oliver. Because I was right. I didn't have a real relationship. Not for a long time. And I would have regretted having sex for the first time with some random guy I met at a bar. It wasn't like in the movies. It didn't happen after prom with a boyfriend I was in love with or at some horny band camp. It wasn't the result of a bet, and there was certainly no orchestral soundtrack. In fact, Bob Seger was likely playing in the background. And that was okay with me. It still is. Do you remember when I lost my virginity? Did I tell you? No. I think I read it in your journal one day. I'm sorry, what? Yes. You read my journal? I did. <gasps> not all of them. Not all of them. You were going through a tough time, and I wanted to see what was going on. And then when I, once I read that entry, I shut them and never looked back. You read my journals? Yeah. How many times have you read my journals? Just that once. Are you lying? I swear to God. When was it? Oh, well, obviously, you were in high school, I would think. 
and I was a little shocked. So, if I'm if I'm remembering, did you try to talk to me about it? I don't think. No, I would never. Then you know I read your journals. You think I'm crazy? Yes, I do think yeah. you're crazy. <laughs> I wanted to be mad at my mom, but I'd say the statute of limitations has expired. Besides, I never hid my journals. They were always sitting there in the top drawer of my nightstand. I didn't think my parents wanted to know any of this. Certainly not my dad. But even my mom didn't want to talk about it. I remember trying to ask you once about, like, sex or virginity, and you shut that conversation oh, down. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough thing to talk about, you know. But, I mean, I lost mine to somebody I loved, so never, you know, never thought to... I just assumed that was what was going to happen to you guys. My mom's lucky. I don't know many women who lost their virginity to someone they loved, to someone who loved them. I can't pretend that the casual way I lost my virginity didn't impact my relationship to sex in the coming years. I treated it like it was just for fun, not something that involved feelings. I know now that it can be both of those things, but I know all of this in hindsight. Just like I also know that the term losing your virginity is tied up in the patriarchy. It's a sexist and heteronormative term that leaves no room for the nuances of sexual identity. So really, I never lost my virginity. I staked my claim on my sexuality. But I also wasn't a new woman. In the days after, nothing really changed. It was time to pack. My parents drove me to Boston and moved me into my dorm at Emerson College. I had new friends to meet and new boys to crush on. Of course, some old feelings lingered. When I came home for Christmas a few months later, my world had grown. I had a life in a new city, but I was so happy to see my friends. There was another wild New Year's Eve at Annie's house. Some things never change. My hair was dyed red, and I wore tight pants with a pink and black tank, probably from Forever 21. Everyone was there. Nick was there. He was also home from college. I hadn't seen him in months. He approached me in the garage after a game of flip cup. January 1st, 2004. Suddenly, Nick started kissing me, and I didn't know what to do. I didn't want it to happen. It can't happen, but it was honestly the most amazing kiss I have ever shared with anyone. I think maybe because it was my first kiss with someone who cares about me. I didn't know what to do, though. It caught me so off guard. It was a new year. It was my first real kiss. One with history. One with feelings. I mean, it was just like, that night, it, was just, it felt right. So I did, and I didn't regret it then, for sure. It's nice to hear I'm a good kisser, even back then. Um. <laughs> I didn't know it then, but that kiss prepared me. Because a year later, I kissed my wife Sam for the first time. And it felt like that, times a thousand. I'm moving forward, but for every two steps forward, I take one step back. I'm moving, though, I am. No one ever said it had to be fast. Feelings still scared me when I met Sam. But this time, I wouldn't let that stop me. I guess I did grow up. A little. Seventeen is an original series from Paradiso Media. The show is written and hosted by me, Laura Lee Abbey, featuring Leia Emanuel as young Laura. It's produced by Molly O'Keefe and Yael Evanor. Emmy Norris is our executive producer. Paradiso's chief content officer is Louis Debussy, and head of production is Benoit Dernay. Brendan Galbraith is our associate producer. Yael Evanor is our editor and sound designer. 
Additional sound design and mix by Adrian LeBlanc and Jimmy Bardem. Recording engineer is Johnny Taylor from Beacon AV Lab. Original music by Guillaume Zolnirovsky. Our music supervisor is Benoit Dunig. Amy Faconier is our post-production assistant. Stefania Sotil designed our cover art. Special thanks to Irene Seaman, Jackie Redco, and Annie Marshall-Helene, featured in this episode. Thanks for listening.